this Justin. Oh. Hey, John just posted, and he didn't consult us. What a dick. What did he say? Something about, I don't know. Fitness. Something about fitness. Sim symbolism. And stoicism. Symbolism. Symbolism. What does he know about stoicism? I don't know. John doesn't read. <laughs> he actually reads a lot. I'm going to stop <laughs> bullying my roommate and um, former guest, John Simos. Because um, this is a savage episode, so say what you mean. Well, my daughter does all the same, actually, so I don't need to insult him yeah. any more than I, my daughter already does. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, uh, welcome to, welcome to the um, Florida Fitness. Yeah. We got a damn good show for you today. I saw that from the Hodge Twins. But, uh, yeah. Just go with that every time. It's going to be a damn good show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not gonna, no, no, we no we're not going to do that. Sorry. But I do have my, uh, my Savage Cup today. So what I'm does it say? Skull, which means cheers in Norse. There you go. So, cheers. Skull. Slauncher. Arg. All right, so um, I want to talk about some shit because people be talking shit on social media. Well, before we get going. Oh, okay. If you've never been here before and this yeah. is your first time, my name is Mark. His name is also Mark. Mark. Yeah, Marky Mark. That's why we're Mark and Mark. You it's on the back the of our shirts. Yeah, Marky, Mark, you guys are the funky bunch, and we're going to make music. So. Yeah, some kind of music. <laughs> it is. But, um, yeah, uh, nothing was directly quoted towards us, but as people who have a platform to talk on, we try not to... Throw shade back. Yeah, throw shade back to other sports or other people... But also, uh, you don't want yeah. to like, give them any more of a platform. Yeah, and I, I don't want to give them any more, any more of a platform, but uh, I am going to, in case you guys have missed it, um, this fitness influencer, oh, uh, yeah. what, probably one of the biggest ones in the world, Jillian Michaels. <laughs> uh, Not going to say any names. Yeah, pff, ah, fuck it, I don't, she ain't going to watch it. <laughs> um, you know, she has probably one of the biggest platforms in the world, you know, I, for some odd reason, I don't know why, but um, she, she yelled at overweight people. Yeah, so she decided to shout her mouth off again about yeah. CrossFit, about how dangerous and unsafe it is. To me, CrossFit is exercising, but it's not about having a plan, having a training specific program, and then progressing that plan. To me, it seems like beating after beating after beating after beating. Um, she, she goes on to say that, you know, some of these movements are some of the most advanced movements in the world, like Olympic lifting and they're gymnastics. Elite. They're elite. elite. And, you know, That's why they're called to, Olympic lifts. Yeah. And to a point, I agree, but I'm not having a person who walks off the street go do snatches immediately. There's progressive steps towards it. And I, don't, I think that's the thing she missed. Um, and, and then she goes on to say that like several of her friends have had catastrophic injuries ranging from a heart attack to a debilitating shoulder injury. Oh, did I miss the heart attack? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. So I, I want to know what, what kind of were, friends do you have? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what kind of friends do you have? Secondly, um, were they predisposed to these things? Um, I will say my CrossFit at the elite level should be for people who have been elite athletes before, whether it be through high school, college, or some kind of 
amateur pro league. Club sport. Yeah, yeah. club sport, yeah. Um, but to bash one fitness methodology over another is asinine. I think anything that gets you off the couch and into a gym yep. is good for you, whether it be Zumba, Pilates, yoga, bodybuilding, powerlifting, strongman, CrossFit. All of it is good. Um, anything, you know, if you enjoy hiking, go for it. If it gets you off the couch, it's good for you. Um, that, that's really what I got to say about that. But, uh, you know, she goes on to say all this other nonsense. Um, one of her idols, Kelly Starrett. Starrett. Which, Kelly Starrett. Kelly Starrett. Which she doesn't even say his name correctly. Um, that that kind of bothered me. I was like, if, the guy, if this guy's your idol, like, why, why don't you say his name correctly? Um, but, you know, I think... To be honest, like this is my perspective. Mm. You know, she's losing relevancy. So she decided to like, hey, I'm gonna make a controversial video so everyone can talk about it. Yep. So um, that's my take on it. Um, I will say that, you know, she bashes CrossFit and all these things like, uh, oh, she told us the workout she did, which was a um, chipper workout. So 10 box jumps, one burpee, you know, nine box jumps, two burpees descend, ascend, ladder type thing. And she said she was wrecked for a week. Um, that means you're not fit. That's what it means. That means you're out of shape. That wrecks you for a week. Like your shoulders burn, <clears throat> like it's 100, 100 push-ups basically in a workout. And I've actually done that workout twice since before doing the show. Mm. And both times I finished under five minutes. So, and I did that in a 15 minute span just to test it out. Mm. But granted, I am a fitter athlete than Jillian Michaels. That's true. So, so there's, there's a lot to unpack with this particular thing. I saw it, and I honestly didn't get through that much of the video because I just can't stand her face. Uh, well, it's plastic. Uh, it's all plastic. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a lot of contradiction involved in this whole thing that, yeah. that bugs me, and it's that... <clears throat> For one, like what you said, if it's something that gets you off the couch and gets you moving, it's not something worth criticizing. Especially at the level that you're at, um, you should be more concerned about whether or not people are actually doing something to get better and to go against heart disease and cancer and diabetes and metabolic, metabolic diseases. There are way too many issues right now in regards to health that we could all be attacking, and this like infighting is bullshit. Uh, and yeah, I agree with that. While, while it, you can easily say that this is kind of stirring the pot, which we have no problem doing, I, you gotta like, call people out on their bullshit. I like stirring the pot. Yeah, and I think it's like it's from someone who had to learn to cultivate the ability to stir the pot because I was like a pacifist in my prior life. You gotta do it because yeah. sometimes um, you have, there is perfect justification for you to be incensed and angry if there was a boundary crossed. And in this particular case, using CrossFit as a whipping boy is so overplayed. Get the fuck over it. Uh, just like in the, in the military and the armed forces, there is this, um, there's this interest service um, uh, rivalry. That's a given, whatever. No big deal. But for someone like her to speak on something in such an ignorant way, especially with the platform that she has, where she says she has access to someone like Kelly Starrett, it's, it's almost embarrassing to hear because I followed Kelly's 
work for a long time and I understand that Kelly is a strong focus on using CrossFit as a platform for creating actually really good supple movements. But for someone like Jill to completely butcher everything around it yes. and to have basically like a superficial understanding of everything that she's talking about. I don't, I obviously don't know. I don't know her personally. I don't No, she has a very superficial, like I, but, but I yeah, barely think just, she understands. Just any based of on what she was saying, it's, it, it can be assumed that what she was talking about was a very superficial understanding yeah. of it. The thing is, yes, back in maybe early 2000s, I would agree. You can shit on CrossFit all day. Yeah. Because they were doing some stupid things. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly, I think the training has evolved to where it has, you know, we have recovery days. Everything is super structured now. Like, I mean, I follow comp training and I, I've actually, I don't do the, the competitive CrossFit training anymore. Um, I've actually graduated, you know, or gravitated <laughs> towards the functional bodybuilding, which is um, something that. Marcus Philly, uh, former CrossFit Games athlete, and Ryan Fisher um, have kind of built programs around. So the high-intensity bodybuilding um, I've, I've been doing, which is, it's fun. Um, it's different than CrossFit, it's not scored. Um, and you get a crazy pump. And you, know, like you, you get the perfusion that, like John was saying, um, the last episode, mixed with you know, the, the strength components in the, in the hypertrophy. So mm. it's kind of the best of all three worlds. Um, if you can take into consideration, yeah. you know, Olympic lifting, powerlifting, and bodybuilding, bodybuilding yeah. plus endurance. So four worlds, best of four worlds. Yeah, CrossFit, four worlds. <laughs> it encompasses everything. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, what else, what other nonsense? Well, I, I wanted to wrap on that. Oh, okay. Well, the, the thing is, like, the thing is, for someone, you got to understand that the majority of fitness, while you and I talk about more specialized yeah. aspects of training. The majority of fitness and health really revolves around that initial 90% of people who are just coming in the door yeah. to even just grasp some understanding of health, wellness, and fitness. And so for someone like her to use her platform, like you got to understand in terms of branding, Jillian has kind of made herself to be the person who was, she, she was on Biggest Loser. So that means her, the bigger focus or, or, or the, the bigger body of people that are going to follow her, or people are going to look to her to guide them into this world of fitness. Yeah. And she's kind of, I feel like she's kind of misguiding people. Yeah, because she's, she's, she's closing doors that could open up a healthier version yep. and, of them. And CrossFit has done so much to, I, 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 I got into powerlifting because I touched, I scratched the surface of what CrossFit was, the, 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 the uh, mixed modal domains, um, uh, certain time periods and all that mm -hmm. stuff. I touched on it and was able to branch off into something that I actually enjoyed and I could create a sort of progression into what I want to do down the road. Whenever it is I can actually move a little bit faster, I can move like Mark and actually throw barbells around over my head. But in the meantime, I'm just a slow power lifter, but that's given me at least a course of action in, the, in, the, in an entree into fitness. When you take someone like Jillian, and, and, and this is speaking to you if you've only gotten, if you're only started in the training and fitness and all that stuff, you, you gotta take into consideration that she's, she's one human she is fallible, and just because she has a track record of helping people on a sensationalist Doesn't platform, mean she's like the guru, like, the, like a guru, she because she was on the Biggest Loser, yeah. you had to take into consideration what is the success rate of someone like that, and, and what are what are the results that they're cranking out into the world. Yeah. You got to pay attention to that because if she's just cranking out people who are eventually gonna 
you know, recede back into their prior habits, that may not be the best person to follow. And just because she's the loudest person in the fitness room, it's not to say that she's necessarily yeah. the best. Um, yeah, and I, you know, like today, I, I already said today was gonna be a savage episode. Like, I'd call out some of her movements. Um, one of the movements she was demonstrating was she was doing a squat on a foam roller, okay? Foam rollers are not stable, right? Both feet are on the foam roller and she's doing a dumbbell squat on a foam roller. If you have one of your clients do that, I guarantee you they will fall, break their tailbone, neck, you name it, on that. And like, that's just a stupid movement. That's not functional. That is not helpful in any means. Uh, and there's a, there's a laundry list of movements. If you follow um, Make, Make Wads Great Again, uh, they have an entire compilation of distasteful and stupid Jillian Michaels movements. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Um, so I definitely want you guys to check that out. Um, but, Is that on the gram? Huh? Is that on the gram? Yes. Uh, make Wads. Yeah, Make Wads Great Again. I'm there. Yeah. I'm going. Uh, I, think I, I think I tagged you in a, a few of them. Uh, you, yeah, you and Henry, but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty entertaining. Um, do you want to shift into our next topic? Well, you mentioned comp training, and you wanted to talk about there was a transition there. Oh yeah, so um, I yeah I would definitely say in the early days of CrossFit that you know it was all over the place. Um, it was basically let's go as hard as we can, let's get as many rounds as we can. Doesn't matter like if your form falls at the end. You know, gives a shit just as long as you get as many reps as you can. I think the training has changed now because there's a lot more for quality movements. Um, you know, Ben Bergeron, who uh, he does the comp training programming, a lot of his stuff is let's slow it down, let's not take score, let's not keep score, let's see how much of quality movements can we do of this. Um, and his programming is, is pretty, pretty squared away. Like he has his warm up, he has his strength component, he has the Metcon. And then afterwards he has, um, what I like is the um, body armor component, which is all the accessory movements that you need to be better at whatever lift you were doing and whatever Metcon you were doing. Um, obviously there's gonna be deficiencies if you just focus on uh, just squat, deadlift, bench, clean and jerk, you know, snatch, there's gonna be some deficiencies. So he has, you know, on the, in his body armor, glute bridges, GHD sit-ups, um, reverse hyper, glute ham raise, and, and all these different uh, accessory exercises so that you're, you're able to perform these exercises, these main component exercises, these uh, complex lifts at a higher level, uh, which I think is great. You have anything on that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, that's just a progression, really. Like yeah. I don't have any like real deeper understanding of what of, of the whole body and comp training. Mm -hmm. I do know that. Well, I mean. Well, Ben Bergeron also like give you guys a background. Ben Bergeron also coached some of the fittest athletes in the world. Uh, Catherine David's daughter, Brooke Wells, for a time, which she we'll talk about Brooke Wells. Yeah. Uh, later, trained Matt Fraser for a while, um, and he hit the latest his latest athlete Samuel Quant was second at the CrossFit Games this year. So yeah. he's trained a lot of really good athletes. He was also an athlete himself. He was a triathlete, um, I think in the early 2000s. So yeah. uh, he knows the stuff. Um, that, that's, that's something yeah. I can definitely tie into. Like, this is what I mean, like to tie it back to our original topic, 
if you look at some, uh, like um, Bergeron compared to Michaels, he has a, a solid body of people who are doing some extraordinary things. Yeah. So that's, and that's in the CrossFit space. And yet we have people like Jill who are, are um, taking shots. And it may be, like you said, she's lacking relevance nowadays because she made her mark once upon a time doing this one thing. And whether or not she's doing it willingly and consciously or she's just doing it because it's just what was asked of her yeah. because people were asking, um, she's probably prompted to go ahead and put that question or to, to answer that question for whatever reason. But again, it's um, part of developing who you are in fitness is a matter of... <clears throat> that'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, um, put in the dress. So yeah, um, part of... Uh, Part of the magic of that is the ability to um, to shift and grow, and and also be willing to be open to what is presented in front of you as far as like different training modalities. You can't dismiss it, especially yeah. if you're just coming into it. And I, I think too, um, you know, I've been in fitness for oh God almost 15 years now, and I kind of pick around different exercise different movements, different training methodologies and incorporate it into my workout. Um, you know, recently I've been doing the 20 rep back squat program. You know, after that I'll, be, I'll, I'll still do my Olympic lifts yeah. and I'll start running afterwards, get that perfusion like John was talking about um, earlier and just change up my, you know, cause I have different goals. So, um, and then now that, you know, when I was, if I was to swim again, if I was to be a competitive swimmer, I'd totally change my programming completely different. Um, I would have, you know, my longer sessions in the morning. I have my, my endurance stuff in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I have just weights and sprints. And I, I would change up the lifts. I wouldn't focus too much on back squat. I would choose more of a front squat because there's a lot of, you know, swimming is very quad dominant, uh, at least for me. Um, I would focus a lot of, uh, lower abs because I was a butterflyer so I would do a lot of uh, strict leg raises and uh, pulling obviously you know swimming is all all lats and triceps so I would do a lot of push downs a lot of straight arm lat, lat pull downs and I would do a lot of shit ton of pull-ups like I was doing when I was in college so that that's the kind of training methodology I would change and it'd be different for um, football uh, I have an athlete who plays football his training is completely different. I have him do squat, bench, trap bar, deadlifts, uh, lots of sprinting, a lot of short, short bursts, bit lot, a uh, lot of short burst exercises with lots of rest. And most of his workouts are focused on power. Now he's still a developing person. So he's only 15 years old. So I don't want to compound him with only certain movements. I want him to be able to grow. Yeah, you don't want to specialize yeah, too quickly. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to specialize too quickly. So we change it up every once in a while. We change up the, the rep ranges, change up the, the method that he's training. Um, some days we'll go just super lightweight, just focus on technique. And sometimes I'll just hammer him on cardio because he probably needs the ass kicking every once in a while. So, yeah. Um, and it, it plays into mental toughness too. And, and, uh, one day we just worked on skills and drills. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I played football once upon a time and my dad was a, as a football coach and I just had him just do basic drills and make him learn how to read offenses. And I taught him a little bit about body language. Um, it's something that 
a lot of people don't think about and young athletes don't think about. So when he's in the game and he's tired and he start put his hands on his hips, I'm like, don't, don't ever show your opponent that. Because yep. it sends a psychological signal saying, like, that guy's tired, let's target him. I don't ever want to see that out of any of my athletes. So, and I've, I was always a big <clears throat> mental game um, person when I was competing. Um, I, I screw with a lot of people. Uh, you know, all of them knew that I was a very fast uh, back half swimmer, or I had a lot of speed in the front half. And if I was swimming a 500 free, they would wait. They would swim to my pace and wait for me to make my move, and I would just cruise the entire time and crush them on the last 50. And they wouldn't swim their race. So it's, you know, sports. I would say is 85% mental and 15% physical. That's well, competition level. Well, that, that's. I, I think it's, it's not just a comp competitive thing. You got to remember. So for me, I always like to um, break things down. Um, in the perspective of someone who's just learning this or getting into the space because I didn't I didn't come into fitness or health and wellness or any of that um, Because I was doing sports. I got into it because I just <laughs> I needed to stay healthy yeah. and um, In order to In order to do a lot of these things you kind of have to play mind games for yourself um, you know, there's the cliche of like, you're your, you're your only competition or whatever mm -hmm. it is. People say that all the time, but it's the absolute truth. I mean, Mark kind of touched on it by like, sw like swimming your own race. When you get caught up in somebody else's pursuits, when, you, when you're like trying to trail somebody the way that his competition was trying to do, you lose track or you lose sight of what your- Yeah, what your strengths are. are. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I knew what my strengths <laughs> are. I knew my game plan from the get-go. I was like, I'm going to keep up with this person and I'm going to bury them last half mm. of the race. They would swim to my race and like, if you're near me the last hundred yards, game's over. Like I'm, I'm going to win that race nine times out of 10. Mm. So it, it, it goes to show like the whole moral of this is like, always stay on your path. Like yeah. don't, don't stray from it. If you yeah. have a game plan, stick with it. Don't worry about somebody people, else's or, opinion. Yeah, somebody else's <laughs> opinion. Yeah. Don't worry about what he's doing, what she's doing. Yeah, it, it just yeah. doesn't matter. It could be yeah. it could be informative, and and for the most part, and <laughs> we've been throwing a lot of shade yeah. to Miss Michaels, but <laughs> well, you know, I, it's I, I can only assume deserved. that she's not doing it to be malicious. She's doing it because she has the intention of hopefully she has the intention of steering people in the right direction, making sure that nobody gets hurt. Because ultimately, that is part of the tenet of what we have to do as trainers: is that you don't want to hurt you. Make sure yeah. that you have. You are sustainably capable of being able to train over long periods of time so that you can reach the, the goals you want. Yeah. And if you happen to be like 100 pounds, 50 pounds, 20 pounds overweight, you need that consistency because the only way to, to achieve whatever fat loss goal you have or, or like fitness goal you have, like doing 20s for however long period of time, eight yeah. week cycle, is to, able to be able to do that consistently. And if you're not able to do that because you've harmed yourself, then it's not gonna work out. So I am hoping that she is doing it from a place of good and that's ultimately the reason why we have these conversations too, is that we're, we're trying to, to steer you in the right direction. And hopefully, whether it's, maybe you wanna get into curling and that's gonna be your thing, uh, or you're aspiring to kick. Um, um, aspiring to fight the mountain. Fight the mountain, <laughs> or even just like trying to stay toe to toe with Matt Frazier. Yeah. Like the guy is like dominating and it's like, 
Well, you know, Justin Medeiros, he came, mm. you know, for being 21 years old, 20 years old, being the young, one of the youngest male CrossFit athletes in the games, the, or the youngest male athlete, he came, he was fearless of him. That, that showed great mental fortitude yeah. or great mental strength. That must like, be scary. Yeah, you know, because he, he stuck, well, he said before the race he was scared, but when he was doing his event, he kind of blocked all that out. And I think that's very important Yeah. to, from an athlete standpoint, like you can't, be like just because like I mean when I raced Michael Phelps I I raced out of my head I yeah I didn't swim my race strategy which is my own fault but I wasn't afraid to go out hard in the first hundred yeah you know so like long I, story I, short yeah. you were how old fifteen yeah so I was, it was Trey's Olympic age training center? Yeah. huh was was this the Olympic training center no this was the Missouri Grand Prix okay so yeah it was two yeah Missouri Grand Prix yeah and, uh, and there was Michael Phelps yeah and he, you know he. I've told the story a couple hundred times, but you know, obviously he wasn't, it was a, a year before an Olympic year, so he was in this heavy training cycle, wasn't rested for this meet. I wasn't rested either, because I had nationals the next month. Um, and coach said, hey, he's in your event, what are you gonna do, you're just gonna race. I'm like, all right, I wouldn't put you in this position if you weren't ready for it. I was like, okay. Mm. Got up to the blocks, nerves started kicking, the, I started getting starstruck. I'm like, that's Michael Phelps. Like, that's really him. Like, I'm literally going to race Michael Phelps. Gun goes off, and I literally blow all my gas out the first hundred and had another hundred to still swim. So it was improvised rounding from hundred point on, and uh, I learned a very valuable lesson. So my own race, don't swim. You know, don't swim his. Uh, he set the world record next to me, so that was pretty sweet. But I'll always say that I beat him for the first hundred of a two hundred. Either way, just keep uh, <laughs> keep running your own race, yeah. relative to whatever your goals happen yeah. to be. Speaking of which, um, so what's going on with Miss Wells? So uh, Brooke Wells is a CrossFit Games athlete. She's her, she's her six time six six time athlete. You can't miss her. Yeah, can't she miss has her. a twin. Yeah, she has a twin. She's pretty. Yeah, um, she's strong. She's very strong. Very strong for a woman. Um, I'm just very strong for a human being. I shouldn't say class, that's sexist. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, <Oops. laughs> hey, I, I corrected myself, so yeah. I'm making progress. Um, but that's she, okay. yeah, she was a comp training athlete, and after this season, she left comp training and moved from her hometown in Oklahoma to Tennessee, which, when that happened, I was like, all right, well, she's either going to train with Froning or she's going to train with Matt and Tia. And, you know, as of the last couple of weeks, she released that she's training with Tia Claritomi and Shane Orr, uh, which is um, Tia's fiance, husband, I, I don't know, mm. partner, life partner. Um, Isn't Tia from Australia? Yes. What is it with Tennessee? Is there something Froning. in the water? <laughs> oh, they just staying close to Froning? <laughs> staying close to Froning, uh, hey, okay. you know, he... Because they, they can go play with Froning anytime. Uh, well... Rich has done a fantastic job of predicting what Dave is doing in the CrossFit Games. He's, oh. he's, he's been like a master okay. of mine of doing that. And, you know, for the last couple of athletes that have trained with him, his team, Matt's been training with Froning, Tia's been training with Froning, which led to back-to-back -back championships for both of them. Haley Adams, 19-year-old CrossFit wonder, has made two games appearances and has almost podium both times 
you know, just stepping up. She, she's the youngest CrossFit athlete, I think, in the open or in the open competition at the elite level. You know, she first started at 18, then at 19, and she has been in the top five for both of them. Mm. So she's, uh, you know, she's doing it. You know, she's not afraid and she trains with uh, Rich Running and Mayhem Freedom and she's doing uh, excellent. Um, also in town athlete, uh, Henry Sales trains, trains uh, with the Mayhem, Mayhem Freedom uh, programming. So, nice. Um, she, <clears throat> I mean, obviously something's working, something's in that programming that's, that's uh, it's creating awesome athletes. So if they're following it to the T, like it's only gonna result in, you know, top five finishes. Just want to take a moment of silence yeah. for our proposed guest that yeah. wasn't able to make it today. It's in okay. Sales. It's okay. Would have been awesome to have that conversation. But <laughs> he's, I didn't even know that. I didn't really, I, I heard him mention that a couple of times. Yeah, he he's been a Mayhem athlete since <clears throat> February or March. Yeah, and he he trained, I just saw his story, he had trained with Rich like years ago. Yeah, so right after, right after he was in college, so... He graduated before I did, so uh, probably 2011. Mm. So him and uh, Easy, so another CrossFit athlete, uh, Elijah Muhammad. Mm. Um, they all trained with uh, Rich, because they all they all went to the same same school. So uh, oh shit, yeah, okay. So only makes that sense. Makes it easy. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. that makes yeah. perfectly sense. And they, you know, and they're all elite athletes. You know, Rich played baseball, Elijah played basketball, Henry played football. So yeah. it was a uh, I mean, even like looking at Rich's, Rich in those pictures, like it was like, there was already something in his eyes that you could tell, like he was not the same. He's just not the same. I mean, you see it, see a little bit of, um, of that in Henry's eyes, mm -hmm. see a little bit of that in our eyes, but it's just, it's not the same. Yeah. Um, and, and just again, um, if you're new to this whole space, like you'll eventually be able to develop a sense for that in people. And um, if you're just getting into fitness, they don't compare yourself with someone like Rich. Like, he's like <laughs> chapters deep yeah. in like uh, uh, a, a, like a Dostoevsky novel. Yeah. And you're only getting into like the first chapter. Like, enjoy the experience. Like, don't compare yourself with someone like that. Well, that's another thing too. Like, don't be so focused on the results at the end. Enjoy the process. And yeah. It's a it's a that's, common theme. That's easy yeah. to say. But it's, it's hard easy, to yeah, It's hard to do because yeah. people get so caught up as like I want results, now. and we've come from a society that has instant gratification. Instant and we demand. do dumb shit too. And yeah, I mean, like like programming for twenties and then adding five pounds every session as opposed to every week. Yeah, <laughs> which leads to which leads to yeah, uh, spinal uh, things. <laughs> no, not a, I don't have a spinal thing. It's so as there was a spinal yeah. so as thing. Uh, lumbar and lumbar so as yeah. grade two strain. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's just it's just part of the part hey, of the game. Hey, I got the it's just the lumps that you yeah. take is part of the game. That's all it is. You know, you do anything at elite level, you're gonna get injured. I've that's true. Said that too, that's so. true. And but enjoy the process. Um, be smart about programming. Uh, take your rest days, which yeah. I don't take enough, obviously. So you know, I, I hate to be hate to beat a dead horse, but yeah. like I think that's like the thing is like when you're that deep into I guess elite training, mm -hmm. <laughs> elite level training, it's you want to give people good advice so that they don't hurt themselves but sometimes when you're pushing the limits you just do yeah and i think that's kind of what it, it's kind of missed by people who are just doing the 
See, people like Jill look intense, but they're not really doing intense shit. Well, obviously, because one workout, one CrossFit one workout, CrossFit that was workout. simple, a 24-inch like, box jumps <clears throat> for 100 reps and 100 burpees is not that hard. Yeah. And it wrecked her for a week. So you don't know your she, potential. Yeah. You know, well, obviously she's out of shape. So yeah. it's very, very. That's clear. the thing too. So like, I don't know where you are in your fitness journey yeah. that you're getting into this. Like, you don't know where your potential is. Yeah. You you may have the ability to be like, I don't know, um, a master's level CrossFit athlete, athlete. But since you were scared to even push the limits of what you're capable of, obviously do it responsibly. Uh, responsibly, neither Mark or I are doctors or physicians. You know, we no. we encourage we, you to like. Just refer to a professional, but you don't know your limits until you, until you yeah, push yourself. Until you fucking injure yourself. <laughs> oh, it's all right. And it happens. It, re it recovers. Yeah, like you're, you're a lot more robust than. Um, <clears throat> you're a lot more resilient than you think you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. You'll you're gonna take. I I would say what was it was a saying like I've always had injuries, but I've never been. Hurt, I think, is, is the thing that people say. No, you can you can practice when you're hurt. You yeah. can't practice when you're injured. Yeah, yeah. I've been hurt a lot. Yeah. But I've never been like really yeah. injured. I've had things that are, like take a little bit of time. To... Like a mu like a muscle strain is I'm hurt. Yeah. I can't squat for two weeks. Which yeah. I'll probably you've had that. yeah. So what I've been doing besides trying to squat is I've been focusing on upper body. Mm. I've been benching and I've been doing rows. Yeah. And I've been doing a lot of cardio which I hate, but I so need it. you get wider up here. Yeah, so now I look like an upside down triangle. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, those are things that I hope you guys take into consideration and you guys pick up something from that. And yeah. then uh, I kind of wanted to talk about the, uh, the blasphemous events that are ha gonna happen in the Olympics. Oh, you mean like breakdancing? Yeah, uh, for 2024. Um, that's the next one. Uh, that's in Paris, which is Paris. Figures. In case you guys didn't know that. <laughs> figures. Yeah. We go to Paris and we're doing breakdancing. Yeah. I, I just... The ancient Olympians must be rolling in their graves of this... Like, this is not an Olympic sport. Like, I, I don't care who you are. Like, yes, you have to be athletic to do it. Yeah. But... It, like who came no up? No more with this? than a gymnast, really. Maybe yeah, even I, less I, than I a thought, gymnast. I thought honestly, like I thought gymnastics was the closest thing you were gonna get to breakdancing at the Olympics. Yeah. Like, like don't they have like the horse where they do like the they little do twirly the pommel thing? Horse. Yeah, the pommel horse. They've That's breakdancing. Yeah. They've got like they have the floor routine. Yeah. Like that's I, like I, all those elements. Yeah. How do you judge breakdancing? I thought like it's subjective. It's very is it, it well, is. Yeah, it's very subjective. Um, and it's up to the I mean, that's cool for yeah. the culture, but what is this? Dude, it, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. And then the thing that's frustrating me is that the number of Olympic lifters, Olympic weightlifting, has been on decline yep. for this year's Olympics, the 2021. It's going to be less for 2024, and it's going to be less for 2028. Which is not cool. Well, there's officials in the sport itself that don't make that don't bode well in the eyes of the Olympics. Yeah, they're just doing shit that's like making it bad yeah. for them. And I, I, I think yeah, it. Which this bodes whole this worse. whole woke 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 culture that's going on <laughs> is literally killing everything that I love. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating about that, and I'm saying that in the most sincere, serious way I can. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, 
I'm I'm into powerlifting, and yeah. it like it bodes worse for powerlifting because weightlifting was sort of the entree into that the Olympics, mm -hmm. and the IWF is what we're doing there or um, the IPF was doing their best to like make it a presentable package to go into the Olympics, but now it's like it's even less so because just. Uh, just the sheer amount of bullshit that's going on. Honestly, like if any space. other sport was supposed to go into the Olympics, powerlifting would go way before way before breakdancing. Breakdancing, yeah. like miles before. Yeah. You can because say it's break so objective. Yeah. Honestly, like you know where breakdancing fits in? Go to the X Games. Yeah, yeah. You get yeah. style points. Yeah. Style yeah. points. I, there you go. That's, that's 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 a good avenue for you guys. That's a good avenue. So like let's, now uh, we're gonna get flooded with b boys just. Just giving us all a bunch of, yeah. I'm athletic. Yeah. Look, I'm not, I'm not Dude, dismissing you're, your athleticism, but like, compare, like. You're, you're not Olympian material. No, like, Simone Biles can kick yeah. your ass. Next thing you know, we're going to have E-games for the Olympics. Yeah, I said that. We're going to have E-games. Yeah. <laughs> no, because then they, they probably won't make nearly as much money. Fucking E-games. I mean, it's wild. Like, that's, I mean, that's. The world is amazing that that's a possibility, that that's a thing, that you can literally be- Well, they already like, talked about it being a collegiate sport and I just about <laughs> threw the chair at the TV. Yeah, yeah. It's not, sport just has so much tied to it. Like you can't, like there's a level of competition there, but just the, the, the athleticism is lacking. Like what, what, you have like thumb dexterity? Yeah, there's, there's oh, no like the greatest thumb dexterity yeah. ever. See, yeah. So that's, that's the rough part when it comes to that. And the thing is like, the reason why Mark said something about like this whole, like this, this very permissive world, would you say the like, the, the what culture? Woke. The woke culture, the problem with it is, you know what woke culture used to be? Woke culture used to be cool because it was like, you listen to hip hop and you were like, aware of the of like the matrix sort of yeah. now it's like now it's basically like woke means like you have karen's using the word woke yeah and it's kind of sad yeah. just just a fyi if celebrities politicians are agreeing with you you're not the resistance we need to stop <laughs> we promise not to do politics i'm sorry it happens you say but the sorry. reason why that happens is because yeah. Athleticism in sports is, is just, it's just the most objective That'll thing. That'll be the last thing I say. Yeah, it's just the most objective thing. And there is, like, even in the, it, it's so objective and it's, it, the, what's beautiful is that you created a division, it's like, there's the, like, the Paralympics, like, those are extraordinary athletes in their, in their own respect too. They are very extraordinary. And, and yeah. they probably, they exceed me in a lot of ways, in extraordinary ways. And those, those, those pursuits, those events are being co-opted because we're so permissive, and we need we need objective measures for things, because we need structure, and especially as a parent, like yeah. I, if my daughter is, for example, this is like a shitty example, if my daughter is making fifteen thousand dollars a year, and complaining that she's in poverty, well, duh, you're making fifteen thousand dollars a year, you can barely afford anything. So objectively, you're not making enough to make a decent living. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at sports and you say, hey, like I feel weak and frail, of course you, you feel weak and frail. You're a 120 pound male who's six foot tall and you can barely like pick up your own weight. Objectively, there's a problem there. Mm -hmm. So this is why I mean, this is why like I get fired up about it because I used to be on the other side. 
And I used to think like, yeah, like you want to be compassionate, you want to be permissive and allow people the space so that they can grow and develop to be, to, to, to be like fully actualized human beings. I'm all for that. But if we don't have a measure to define what actualized is, how will we ever know? And we'll just end up living in our, in our, um, in our dysfunctions because we'll just define ourselves based on what problems we have. I'm depressed. Do we even have the, the Presidential Fitness Award anymore? Oh, no. Or Presidential, presidential Fitness Standard? Weren't you involved in like, those standards back in the day? Yeah. Like, that was a big thing growing up for me. Yeah. And like, I just I don't hear about it anymore. I, I, honestly, I haven't heard about it since junior high school. See, this, see that's the funny thing. Is yeah. like, I was probably one of those kids, and I'm almost absolutely certain that I was one of those kids that actually scoffed at that. Yeah. Well, like this is this is my take on it too. Like just getting older and like thinking about our future and like the future of our country and everything like that, yeah. and the future of our future athletes. If they're not, if there's no standard to like athleticism, like it's just going to become just like a individualistic thing. There's no, like, a weak society is not good. No. Like having weak people in a society is not good. It means you're you're setting yourself up and like. Fitness has always brought some kind of discipline and time management to my life, you know, like especially with um, with sports. And I, I feel like that's severely lacking in our younger younger kids. So, like that's why I always encourage parents to put their kids in sports, have them do every sport, and figure out what they want. And when they get to high school, like they start specializing, and it, it teaches them so many life lessons. And I I, I just don't understand why these things are not being implemented anymore. Because, um, well, we, I, the way I understand it, yeah. it's because, and I saw this other side, because for a, a long period of time there was, you, you can call it toxic masculinity, you can call it, um, I don't know, that, that's probably the, the simplest way to look at it. Yeah. There was that element where, I mean, even saying weak, for example, mm -hmm. like has a sort of derogatory meaning behind it. And it's, it's when we say that's weak, like objectively, if you're incapable of defending yourself, you look to stronger people. You look to... <laughs> you, don't, you become dependent. You don't... Yeah. You, you're not independent you're, anymore. You're incapable. Like, wh why... The reason why I got so into this space is because it actually helped me become more independent. It, it, it encouraged me to be fiercely capable of uh, determining my, the fate of my own life. Yeah. And... Is it cool? Okay. And without the ability, without having developed strength in any of these avenues, I wouldn't have never understood that. Yeah. And this, like, you've learned that. You've, you've seen that, like, you're capable of doing anything yeah. in, certain, in certain spaces. Well, I also, I didn't have a choice. I mean, my, my dad yeah. was a, my strength coach and my mom was yeah. an athlete, yeah. so. Yeah, you <laughs> pushed them away. The thing is, like, nowadays, it's yeah. just that there is such a, <clears throat> there's such a permissive culture that, that develops because, there is so much compassion mm -hmm. that you can you can get support from the flock. Yeah. But the problem with the flock is that it's easy to 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 manipulate the flock uh, for other people's purposes. People who are stronger, people who have no reservations, no qualms, no problems with manipulating you. And so that's yeah. that's the thing. Is like this is why this goes in the political conversation so much when we talk about athleticism and it, it, it's because a lot of it is just a matter of 
strong versus weak. And it's not necessarily like a confrontational thing. It's just, it just happens. If, there's, if you present yourself as weak, if you present yourself as someone in a mass of people who are flock driven creatures, someone is going to run that herd yeah. and eventually. And that's just that, that it always like weirds me out that like, I grew up and being woke means you were independent. You were yeah. strong and you were separate from the system and you're capable of standing on your own. And like I grew up watching things like The Matrix and like I want to be strong like yeah. that guy. And I want to be able to like maneuver through the system like that guy. What things can I learn if that means cultivating strength, if that means cultivating intelligence, those things should be like propped up. Yeah. And now we like push it down and think it's like, it's toxic. Yeah. It blows my mind. All right, well, shifting gears. Shifting well, gears. Yeah. Skirt. Uh, yeah. We have a couple of CrossFit athletes that have joined the US bobsled team. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, at least he gives them an avenue if they can't yeah. do weightlifting to well, do something Well, else. they can't do CrossFit. Like, they That's can't true. be, well, they are successful CrossFit athletes. And like, I think yes. there's more to being a professional exerciser. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, That's obviously true, there is, yeah. That's true, though. Uh, so, uh, Colleen Foch, yeah. one of them, I, I, any of you guys follow her, she was a collegiate swimmer at uh, Cal, had a pretty good career. She was a sprinter. She got into the CrossFit seen in like 2013 2014 yeah. was a strength coach at cal and then now is a member of the u.s women's bobsled team nice so that's pretty cool like she, and she openly admitted like you know growing up her her goal for swimming was to make the olympic team and obviously she chased that dream as far as she could mm. and things didn't work out and now she's presented with this opportunity to possibly win an Olympic gold medal an Olympic gold. in a completely opposite sport than she thought she would ever compete in. Yeah. Um, she, she admittedly knew she, she doesn't know anything about bobsled. And yeah. I don't know anything about bobsled, but I know women's bobsled only has two, two team members. So mm -hmm. we have a driver and a brakesman or a brakeswoman, while men's have four. So it's, uh, it's very interesting. And she's obviously, she's not the pilot, she's the the brakes will mix. She's, you know, she's about five seven. She's part of the team. Well, yeah, she's part of the team. She's she's about five seven, one hundred sixty pounds. She's a very powerful, strong athlete. Mm. So, um, mm. yeah, like she's you know, powerful, strong women. Yeah, you know, mm. like yeah, and uh, she she's she does really well. I mean, she pushes the the sled pretty. And she said she had to change her training method to where she doesn't have to do these long arduous workouts because it's all power based yeah. so she's just doing these quick bursts of power you know maybe three three runs and that's it make them all out for 30 yards and um she's really enjoying the process and she's like it's just like being in the sprint group back in college where you know it's um where it's low low yardage but everything's all out lots of rest so she's really excited about that. And I, I think, you know, that, that's pretty cool that, like, you can go from one sport directly into another. Yeah. So that, that's pretty cool. I mean, you saw with Tia Toomey with CrossFit going into weightlifting, yeah. which wasn't too far of a jump because there's weightlifting and CrossFit. Yeah. But to go from 
CrossFit to bobsledding. This is a huge jump. Yeah. I mean, it's just humans yeah. Yeah. trying to pursue something that's going to make them feel great yeah. and they're good at it. And then they're good at it for so long yeah. and then they get to But to represent somebody. like a small group and then to represent your country, that's, I, that's I think that's, that's a huge awesome. honor. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that was one of my dreams growing up. Yeah. You know, anything to represent my country, like that, well, that was. You could, just, you could get into bobsled. <laughs> I'm gonna have but to, you hate the cold. Yeah. Dude, I do not. I don't, any cold weather is not for me. Yeah. Snow is evil. And uh, yeah, that's, I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. You, I'll be in 100 degree weather anytime. You're going here, peep out of me. Yeah. But, Got anything else? Um, we could talk about Roy Jones and Tyson. Ooh, yeah. That, that was, was I didn't get to see that. Yeah, I mean, I saw like the, the highlights. I mean, Tyson. Wasn't it a draw? Well, it's an exhibition, but oh, yeah. Tyson Tyson clearly won that. I mean, for them to be at that age and still go at it, and like Mike Tyson reverted back into his his old ways. Like, how old is Mike now? Fifty four, fifty six. That's wild. And like you know, they're the same around the same age. Yeah. But um, the way they got into shape now and when they were talking about the fight and build up and training, it's like, it's, it's changed so much since they were in their prime. Like they're like the recovery, the knowledge about recovery and the knowledge of training that they have now is so different than what they were doing back when they were fighting in their prime. Yeah. And they're like, I'm able to recover faster. I'm able to, you know, hit harder now than I was 20 years, 20 mm -hmm. years ago, which is, you know, saying a lot about the, advances in technology and advances in education that we have for exercise science. So yeah. um, that's really great. Um, you know, the pre-fight was uh, Jake Paul and Nate Robinson. I, I don't really have anything oh, that, much to yeah, say yeah. about that. You got a former professional basketball player versus a YouTuber. One was talking a lot of shit. The other one wasn't. The one got knocked out. It happens. Cool. Yeah, amateur fight. Yeah. Um, but now, like, there's... See, like... This was good for boxing, the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones, because a lot of people, like, boxing's dying. I mean, it, yeah, it's just kind of become an exhibition sport. Well, not enough people get knocked out. That, that's what I think. Um, yeah. I think because a lot of fighters started doing the um, defensive boxing. Mm. And I'm not a boxing expert. Like but, Floyd. Yeah, like, like Floyd. Mayweather. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a boxing expert. Uh, I've grown up watching boxing all, my entire life. But, uh, you know, it's become, you know, fight for points. You don't see these guys getting knocked out. Yeah. And then with MMA, people are getting knocked out, tapped out, choked out. It's sort of, it, sort of it, niche, yeah. niche yeah. itself out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, people are more excited about watching MMA fights, watching yeah. like McGregor destroy somebody or like yeah. a Holly Holm destroy. Yeah. You know. And there's an entertainment side to it, too. Like, the reason why Mike Tyson and Conor McGregor are two big names in sports in the fight world fighting sports is they, they had a persona. Like, yeah. uh, if you don't have a persona, like, like, uh, or even Ronda Rousey, like Ronda Rousey said, she's like, there's a reason why I get paid more, more money than other women and more money than other men. Yeah. Cause people want to see me fight. Cause I have a persona. Like mm. she would go in there and she wouldn't shake hands with nobody. She wouldn't, and she would tap people out first round. Yep. You know? So, and then Conor McGregor, he's a, he's got, Great charisma. He's a mouth. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, if you can play the game, the, the social game, that, that's all you really need. I mean, yeah. obviously, you have to have the skills to back it up because you don't want to get knocked out in the first round. Yeah. But that, that's a huge part of it, too. So yeah. I think these big personalities, and I think that's something that a lot of sports are lacking. Like, 
obviously a lot of Olympic sports like swimming is lacking. Yeah. Um, you know, because Michael Phelps, he, he wasn't very, he didn't have a personality. Um, mm -hmm. As much as I, I'm a mm -hmm. big fanboy of Michael Phelps, he didn't he have a personality. Very, he was dude, an athlete. He was, sure. he, is, he is the GOAT. Yeah. Um, Ryan Lochte had a little more personality, but Ryan Lochte is also yeah, dumber than dirt. Ridiculous. So. <laughs> he's still swimming. He actually, he's swimming the, uh, the uh, virtual championships right now yeah. in uh, Sarasota. At the age of, he's your age, 36. Yeah. So, yeah, so question it. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you that, like, um, um, in terms of fitness, like, you got to be careful about using the word fitness because it's so broad. Yeah, and like, uh, it really depends on what the person's particular pursuits. Are. In terms of uh, like fitness, um, you got to distinguish between the different kinds of fitness because it's too easy to convince yourself that if you're not one kind of fit, you, it's just. If you're a marathoner, you're not going to be the same as a sprinter. You're not going to be the same as a, a, a what is that, a skeleton versus a bobsledder. Like, yep. there's such a dis, like, different very demands. Very, very good vernacular. Very, yeah. very good. Like, very different, like, demands for each of those sports. And so, if you're getting into this, make sure you take stock of what you want, yeah. what you want to do. And like, if you like basketball. Be, yeah, and don't be afraid to try different things. Just because one celebrity says something negative about another. I mean, yeah. I, I threw Jillian Michaels under the bus and then ran her over several times today. <laughs> um, but other celebrities like, you know, Mark Wahlberg with his Fit 45 or whatever, that's his F45, program, yeah. F45. You know, he it's bashes CrossFit and so like, that's how you're gonna get hurt when all of his movements are same movements that you it's do in CrossFit. Yeah. Like, come on, Mark, like, yeah. Marky Mark, like, come on. Yeah. Like, I'm a huge fan of yours, and you're going to do that to me? All right. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Um, you're entitled to your opinion. That's, that's cool. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of misplaced. Yeah. Misplaced and misguided, and then maybe he just doesn't understand what's going on there. Yeah. And, but he, he's probably just spitting out marketing material. Exactly. And he's just I, that's, he's that's getting... Like, honestly, honestly, I think Julian Michaels was just clout chasing, and Mark Wahlberg Ooh. is just... I'm, Dude, I'm nobody to her, so Ooh. I'll say what I want. Cloud chasing. Um, cloud chasing, and then Mark Wahlberg is just promoting his own program. Jillian Michaels did not pass the vibe test. No. Not at all. No. But yeah, um, whatever it happens to be that gets you off the couch and gets you moving, by all means do it. And if you're more advanced, you're more than welcome to try. Like you don't, just because you've been doing something for years and you uh, hit the end of a particular avenue doesn't mean that you can go and do something else. Yeah. You can go from striving to be an Olympic swimmer into bobsledding. Yeah. Like that, those couldn't be any more different. <laughs> no. And yeah. Two completely different sports. Yeah. Though. And like Colleen Foch was kicking ass. Like I remember her, like, yeah, it was like the mid 2000s, 2010s. Right 2000. There, she was like kind of up there. Well, swimming wise, and then 2019, she placed 27th yeah. in the CrossFit game. So she. She was up in the rankings yeah. for sure. Like her yeah. name was up there. So she, she, you know, she made a name for herself. She did really well. Um, obviously, with this year is a little odd for CrossFit athletes because the season was so long. Yes. But uh, I think she'll return to doing CrossFit, and you know, and she'll have hopefully she'll have the name Olympian. Well, yeah. she will have the name Olympian. She will have that Olympian. You know, Olympian under you know, much. right under her resume. I should get in. And the hopefully curling. she'll have a medal to add with it. You know. I want to get into curling. So. Cause fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be an Olympian. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they, didn't they advertise, didn't they have an advertisement for like the Winter Olympics, the tryouts? I don't know. You know, you asked me to like, you should try yeah. out for this. 
I think I did. Yeah, because they, they have like commercials on But you YouTube. hate the cold. Yeah, I, I just don't do cold. So I mean, it's going to be relative, like your fitness has to be relative to the things that yeah. you want to do. If you hate the Dude, I am, I am, my blood is completely Caribbean. Like it has to be yeah. warm weather. All that being said, um, if you want to go and find us, um, I am Mark. I am the uh, I'm the eyeballs behind this operation as Echelon Media. You can find me and my camera gear at Echelon Media. I'm also my primal being. That's with periods in between the my primal being, because Instagram decided to block me at one point, so yep. I couldn't use my old account. <laughs> and um, I'm mostly there, um, help, helping people out with fat loss now. I've got to focus, like, I want to focus on the My Primal Being brand, but in order to get to your primal self, you have to actually get down to a place where you can start to develop that. And establishing that foundation is kind of where I want to get to now, especially going to the new year, and especially because there's so many of us. That means getting off the couch and doing something physical, whether it be walking yeah. or walking yourself into a gym to meet one of us. Yeah. And the thing that I've learned over at least 10 years of, of being in this space is that People will feed you things that are going to seem like gospel, but really it's um, what I've learned is to cater my or cater the programming to your individual needs. And while there are fundamentals and things that are universal throughout all of it in terms of diet and terms of fitness, we still have to mix that in with the particular, de particular demands of your life. So that's what I've learned to try and do with people that I've worked with. Um, yeah, you can find me at MCOX91 on Instagram. And you can find this podcast at Florida's Fitness Podcast on Instagram as well. We are also on all the streaming apps from Spotify to Apple Podcast. And I checked on Amazon Podcast and we're not on there. So shame on you and Amazon. Um, Get on it, Anchor. On, but, uh, yeah, Anchor. An well, An Anchor is its own thing. Anchor distributes though, right? Yeah. yeah. It's basically Spotify. Yeah. And then Google Podcasts. Um, but usually the recording will post it on either YouTube or, or Facebook. So you can find us on Florida's Fish Podcast on Facebook as well. Yeah. But if you like and, Spotify uh, because you follow Joe Rogan, go there. Yeah. Yeah. It just has everything anyways. Yeah. On Spotify. Oh, yeah. they, didn't they censor Joe Rogan on Spotify? No, there was a, there was a mix up. It was just a lot of his stuff had not, what it was was they, there. They was censored a, Andy Frisella. There was a, did they? Yeah. They took a lot of his podcasts. Like they straight down. up just censored him? Did yeah, they, they say that he did? Yeah. He, well, Topic for another podcast. But the people, the power of the people, went to Spotify and said, hey, put Andy back on, and they did. So there you go. Power to the people. There you go. Power to the people. <laughs> be strong yeah. individually, and you can be strong for the herd. Yeah. So that's, that's all Peace I got. You know. I'm Mark. I'm Mark. Marky Mark. You guys are the Funky Bunch. <laughs> we'll see you guys uh, next time. Goodbye.